idiots. Oh, steady on, Colonel. That's no way to talk about Jamie and Richard. I... Oh, oh, you meant me. You may have jeopardised the whole operation. Yes, well, I, I mean, it wasn't... So, I just... Oh, uh, hello, everyone. Well, something's happened today that's never occurred before. The randomizer printout has given us an episode title that was actually used in more than one Anderson series. Um, two, to be exact. Lieutenant Green will read the relevant section. Quote, Seek and destroy. Unquote. Thank you, yes. And uh, since I forgot to mark them before putting them into the machine, I'm not sure which Seek and Destroy to watch. Uh, Captain Scarlet's or Space Precincts. Use your initiative, they say. Yes, but since I don't have any... Well, we last saw Captain Scarlet uh, last month, I think, but it's been a bit longer since we last had any Space Precincts, so uh, yeah, let's go with that then. Right, well, here's that. Part. So here we are, back in, um, not quite as far back in Space Precinct history as we've been before, but it's pretty early on. This is Seek and Destroy, and I think it's fair to say that this is one of the show's more infamous episodes. Uh, certainly it's it's got a, a very good premise. Unfortunately, one of the key elements of the story is realised in, um, in a way that rather scuppers anything else good that that the episode had going for it, but we'll get to that uh, very soon. Some lovely establishing shots of Altor and Demeter City here. It's, I think, again, this is the point they're starting to learn the lessons on the um, on lighting the model city. It's not nighttime, but it's also not bright daylight. It's either, it looks like the sun is only just coming up. And there's a hopper being piloted by a rather suspicious looking character. So we have a actually rather painfully long sequence of a. Don't tell me I'm late, Noah. It's only a town businesswoman having breakfast. Are already here. But the presentation was set for ten. She's also put down some breakfast for her dog. Time. The presentations whenever they wanted. Get down here, Joe. Now. That's you told. Client time. Captain Tacopa in a in a bad wig. Most unconvincing uh, paper drop ever seen on British television. Emergency services She's being attacked. She's being attacked by the cameraman. The cameraman has uh, gone rabid today. Ramming the camera into her face. Um, we're not seeing anything of her attacker though, which is quite strange. A 911 in suburb Delta, Unit 4B. Resident of record, a Miss Jonita Stiles. Yeah, going back to the uh, the town lady who is unfortunately no longer with us. I did like it when in this show, much like in um, Captain Scarlet and Joe 19, The Secret Service, where you would see the same puppets playing guest characters over and over and over, you would see the same alien heads in this show just re-wigged. Or, or unwigged or whatever, and I think that was uh, originally Captain Tacopa in The Snake. Miss Brogan, we got a 187 female turn. Copy that, Brogan. Backup's on its way. The cameraman succeeded. Yep. Tarn Lady is dead. Waiter, go. Go. Where's the doggy? Brogan and Haldane are going out onto the terrace to see what they can see. And dead dog. Headshot. Maximum power. And they put they put a bit of blood around the dog there. They're being watched by the uh, sinister alien in his hopper, sort of just casually 
drives it away. Come on, Castle. I'm a rounder, not a hitter. You know that. Zipload. change Zipload. Oh, I like Zipload. I like that there's... I think this is the, like the show's only semi-regular-ish character. Uh, their Creon informant who only appears in, I think, four episodes. Cut me some slack, guys. Give us a reason to. And I don't think he contributes anything to the story because we're now going over to this elderly, elderly Creon witness who uh, is just telling a rambling story. Anyway, much like me, in fact. Uh, yeah, this was an episode that was very heavily censored on on first broadcast. Well, not so much censored as um, recut to the point where. It kind of same Hopper was just sitting there. It's hard because it. I don't know. It's probably slightly defanged as a result, but also looking at some of the shots that were left in, get a look at the I think. I can imagine that um, some of the bits that were cut had to be even more embarrassing than. Uh, than what we'll see later. There is actually in um, the Space Precinct Reloaded book by, uh, by, uh, by, um, I don't know who, who by, no, wait, not Space Precinct, not Space Precinct Reloaded, that's the comic, Space Precinct Unmasked, that's the other one. I still don't know who wrote that, but in there, there is a, um, I think a few pages of original notes from the uh, the editing room regarding cuts made to this episode and a couple of others. So that's quite interesting. And I'm I'm also wondering how much was cut by the space precinct editing team and how much was then subsequently cut by broadcasters. Oh. Oh, will you look at that? Sally, I'm in I'm in agreement with Sally. This is a this is a rare thing. Oh. Earth dogs have no natural immunity to creation. Oh, puppies! Puppies! Of Aladine 50, we now have a vaccine. So, there's a winner puppy contest. Oh, the puppy! Oh, the puppy! I'm sorry, half of this episode is going to be me being very critical, and the other half is just going to be making burbling noises. But, oh, the puppies are so sweet! Oh, oh, I want a puppy. Mom? Do we need anything at the store? <sighs> Although this is a bit of a um, continuity contradiction, uh, contradiction in the sense that they're saying Earth dogs can't come to Altor because they'll catch Creon fever. Uh, how do we explain the dogs that we've seen lurking in Demeter City in uh, one or two previous episodes? Unless they're not Earth dogs, they're just very, very, very similar. But. Uh, Mm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say no on that one. Anyway, our suspicious alien friend is uh, still knocking around, and this alien is uh, uh, played by uh, David Burke, of course, who was, he, he was um, Watson to Jeremy Brett's Sherlock Holmes. I can't remember if he was the first or second though. Poor Joe. Did you seem worried or upset about anything when you spoke? Only that our clients. Well, I, I was yelling at her for for no reason. I don't know if that had anything. Our work is our life. I know this is difficult, but was there anything out of the ordinary? Let me think. I had really. no pants on. Oh, you mean the, the what happened Although with her? I suppose, thinking back, there was this guy. Oh, he was hanging out near the office. I suppose I never really thought anything about it. I think you might recognize him again. Yeah. I guess. Oh, and here's another uh, 
a recurring character actually who who appears I think even less than Ziplode or maybe maybe about just as much the Tarn You're doing fine, Mr. Memory Fit Artist, which I think was a clever idea. Start running it through the database. I, th I think it's one of the rare occasions where Space Precinct actually took advantage of the fact that this is a police show in a sci-fi-ish universe. We can have a sci-fi-ish concept, a way of identifying, um, you know, drawing on, on witnesses' memories. I don't remember him ever actually saying anything, though. He, he just... He's dressed very drably. He looks like someone they've just pulled in off the street and uh, and put to work. Sweet, put out an APB on him. See if he wants to have a chat. Species. That's the bad news, Captain. We haven't got a clue. Oh, he's sitting right out from the station house. And there's a, an unusual angle on the, the station house there, with its head pointing downwards. I don't think we ever saw that that shot again. It, it looks a bit awkward. But it's always nice to see some variety in, in shots of things that you see regularly, like the station house, like the suburb Delta. Anyway, Mr. Ingram is now heading back to his uh, his apartment building. Again, closely followed by our mysterious alien friend. Oh, again. So the last lady couldn't drop her papers convincingly. This guy couldn't drop his coat convincingly. But it established one thing. There's a doggy flap at the door. Um, I don't know who really in their right mind would install a flap for a dog because it... Uh, well, in the back garden you can understand, but not so much the front door. Not so much the front door where you can get out and wander around the apartment this block. It's not easy for any of us, Kenzie, but we still have to carry on. <laughs> it's not easy, but I've changed into my most embarrassing dressing gown slash smoking jacket thing. And I have a list of all outstanding accounts. God, what but is he? What is he wearing? Miss Styles will. I'll handle it. That is a that is a particularly fabulous dressing gown. Good grief! It's so fabulous. It sent the cameraman into another rage. Ah! Ah! He's being attacked by a, a point of view shot. Oh! Ah! And that is always a a, a clear sign in, that they've realised in the editing room that this doesn't work during a monster attack. They slow it down. They, they, it goes all stroby. Um, yeah. Again, we saw nothing, nothing of the attacker there. Just uh, Mr. Ingram going. Probably at the thought of uh, having to wash the blood out of his, uh, his amazing dressing gown. Give it back. Part of the contest is to write a poem. Dumb. It's not dumb. Yeah, we'll prove it. My brother Matt tells me I can't write. Get tweaked, he says, and we have a fight. I say get tweaked yourself, gnarled up in a furrow. I won't be jacked till a Demeter dog is hanging in our burrow. Thrash. Oh, well, um, yeah, don't, don't give up the, oh, don't give up the day job. You don't have a day job. Um, yeah, just, uh, just, just keep working on that. My God, there's so much slang in that. I don't even know what she was trying to say. Hi, bye, Uncle Jack. Ditto. Oh, Haldane's not even going to give the kids the time of day. Just a disinterested glare, that's all, it, all they need. Noah Ingram. Ooh. I'm sorry to get you in so early, but I... Zipped up into a body bag is uh, Mr. Ingram. That was a fairly, for this show at least, graphic injury makeup on his face there. Same M.O. as Janita Stiles. Looks like it so far. Lieutenant, Mr. Douglas looks after the building. Yeah, I was just telling Officer Took here, I saw a hopper last night. Atlanta Wharf. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Can you describe it? You, sure you seem like a, a, a minor British character actor. You haven't been dubbed with a, 
an, an American accent that doesn't fit what's going on here. All right, get out a description of the hopper or the other precincts, anybody else will play ball. Other precincts? There are other precincts? Oh. But yeah, very rarely mentioned. Um, that there are other, other precincts. Oh, another lovely slow pan across Demeter City. Oh, and a... Oh, that's so sweet. One of those street sweeper machines, but a spacey one. That's a, a fairly substantial prop to never be used again. Oh, it's even got official markings. DC Street Cleaner. Anyway, it's our, it's our Grandpa Creon witness friend from earlier who spotted the mysterious alien using a call booth. Siles Ingram, murder suspects Hopper. Zone 7 West. Yeah, copy that, Fredo. We got him. Closing on him. So our alien friend also has the ability to patch into the this police the communications. Police. Not quite sure. He has a little, um, just a, a small box with the word scanner on it. There are frequency. I don't believe this. You can cut in on their frequency as well. Broken DCPD. Reduce your speed and descend. We'll discuss it on the ground. I can't do that, Lieutenant. And I'm not a murderer. I love this, John. Ooh. Okay, I was a bit down on this particular model sequence at first because it's bright daylight again. But now we're flying into an... Yes, a construction site. Got him now. Of, uh, He's got no way out. An underground railway. Oh, crashing through barriers and such. This is Same. good. Shut up. Brogan, we're on the main line. Oh no, you know what that means. Gordon with the express. This is crazy. I said shut up. Oh, this is great though. This is this is rather intense. Um Okay, the, the shot of the hopper sort of overlaid onto the um first-person perspective of the, the chase is a bit a bit dodgy, but it's still... Oh, we didn't even see the train. And they've crashed. Oh, but the cruiser crashes very nicely, though. It always crashes like it, it, it's got a bit of weight to it. Nice stuff. Oh, I love the police cruiser. I love it. Despite the fact that it... As a design, it kind of shouldn't work because it is just basically a car with rockets attached, but... It's perfect. It's so... I, I don't think it's like at the same level as the Eagle, but it's got that same sort of versatility thing that it can go anywhere. It's it's able to do so many things. Uh, I don't think they, they necessarily sort of set out to make a machine that can do everything. It just so happens that it it, it just randomly is perfect for, for most situations. Love it. Also probably the most... Uh, one of the most accurate Jerry Anderson toys ever created. All we got is the militaries. There's some kind of civil war going on there. Lieutenant. Ooh. So Brogan has now been captured by our alien friend while Haldane was off getting a coffee and a burger and... Oh, no. Just a coffee. Just two coffees. Brogan? And he can't call for backup because... Damn it! Cruiser's been smashed. Yeah, I said it was very useful, but it's not very useful if the controls have been smashed. Altor's about to be invaded? Yeah. Eventually. It may not seem like it now, but my planet was taken by surprise. It was all over before we knew it had begun. Well, why come to me? Why not go to the military? You're the main character of the show. Too great. The Omerans will have spies everywhere. You know, I gotta tell you, this is a little hard to believe. You're saying that Styles and Ingram were killed by this... Uh, 
Omera. That is the way the Omerans work. This is a, a really strong idea that I don't think the episode makes anywhere near as good use of as it as it should. Of this massive interplanetary alien armada that's that's about to to seize Altor, not by not by force, but just by sort of infiltration and uh, and sort of subtle control. It it. It should be a massive, massive idea, but it's only in this one episode, and it's resolved extremely easily. Um, so what do we do here? Thankfully, we have David Burke, who is uh, who is giving a fantastic performance. As, um, I can't remember his name, um, but yeah, he's giving a very he will lead us to the very dignified, very very restrained performance. It's it's one of the that the guy one of the show's best guests guest characters, I think. Anyway, they're now watching a, another businessman follow. getting into a hopper with a doggy. I've lost everything, Lieutenant. Family, home, friends, all gone. The only thing I have to live for is the destruction of the Omera. Now, you can either assist me or oppose me. There is no middle ground. And you really believe as well that he, despite the the pain and the loss, and it's so clear in his eyes, but he is also utterly ruthless in his in his pursuit of the destruction of the Omira. Anyway, they're now following this other businessman who has a doggy in the back of his hopper. Another golden retriever. Oh, oh. <gasps> the golden retriever has turned into a puppet! A very unconvincing puppet. And now we find out what was behind the attacks on uh, Styles and Ingram. It was uh, their dogs turned on them. Well, their dogs turned on them after turning into uh, uh, dog hand puppets. Pop was going out of control. Whoa, and straight down. We're certainly getting through a a lot of businessmen and a lot of doggies this week, aren't we? We could follow the paper trail. Ingram Styles, Koprov. This is a lovely image as well of. Uh, oh, what's our? It might lead us to the Amira. What's this guy's name? I keep forgetting. Well, we begin. But it's a lovely shot of him just sort of framed through the flames of uh, of the crashed hopper. My name is Vashel. Vashel, that's your name. Thank you. I'll contact you. There you are, Lieutenant. I was just uploading a gigabyte. Oh, I love that line. It's so sweet. He was uploading a gigabyte. Oh. Gotta go. Thanks, Lamont. Duly stored. How futuristic was that meant to sound? And now just, uh, I mean, I am actually uploading a, a gigabyte at this very moment. We're on 11 boards, LBX data. Bless. It's so sweet. And, and actually, I believe later in this episode we're going to get another um, slice of computer loveliness. There it is. They were all on the board of the same company together, Demeter Dogs Incorporated. It's funny. Liz just entered a contest they've been having. Those styles. Was a contest to write the most god-awful poem anybody has ever heard. Might be worth a visit. Oh, does this mean we get to see more doggies? Oh, we're going to see more doggies. 
Once the dogs are inoculated with Aladine 50... You know, as flawed as this episode is... Oh, it's very cute. Well, then I guess the last question is, how much? I assume you're not in the habit of giving your dogs away. <laughs> very true. But, and here's uh, Wayne Forrester playing a uh, Creon chap at Demeter Dogs. And well, I, I don't know if this may have been one of his first appearances Prince on the show, but it was odd that whenever he appeared playing an alien, he usually got to dub his own voice, which was very rare. And then when he appeared in Death Watch... As a human, his voice was dubbed by someone else. Very strange. Anyway, Brogan has gone to Demeter Dogs, but he has now been found out by, uh, I believe, the, the head baddie of this uh, Omeran plot is a guy named is it Slan? Yeah, but I think he's a very, very sinister um, silver alien with a sort of black um, indentation hole type thing on his head. Uh, again, I can't tell if he's. He can't execute the plan yet. The timing of the operation is if absolutely he's essential. Not. You know that, Slan. Slan, that is his name. Keep our heads, Exeter. So, what have you found out about Brogan? He's heading up the Styles Ingram murder investigations. See that Lieutenant Brogan keeps out of our way. Exeter, that's uh, Wayne's character's name. Oh, but Slan just looks so sinister. There's so much going on. It it it, it looks like a very restrictive mask. Inventive. And the actor's making best use of it just with his very sinister eyes. Oh, that creepy smile and the that low, evil voice. I can't remember who that guest actor is, but he's very good. Liz, um, there's a visitor here to see you. He wants to talk to you about your poem. You're being arrested, sweetie, for crimes against poetry. I, no. I win the contest? You mean like I can keep it? Yes to the first question, and indeed you can to the second. Oh, she got the doggy. With your mother's permission, of course. So, oh, yes, yes, of Exeter course. has uh, delivered a doggy to the Brogan household, oh, and of course these are She's just jealous. killer doggies. Till Dad gets home, he's going to be so surprised. Good idea, Liz. Don't tell your father yet. Wait till he gets back. Then you can give him a big surprise. Mm. Am I being sinister enough, Liz? I don't know if it came across as well. Oops, sorry. Excuse me, Slomo. Well, don't bother Slomo. He's off to up upload a, another gigabyte. You contacted military intelligence, wouldn't tell you anything? Soon as I mentioned the old Mary, clammed up. Loose lips vaporize spaceships. Oh. <laughs> Thank you, Aaron. I think that's your only contribution to this episode. The existence of the old Mary. Uh, what about the Xenobase scan? Zip. Where the dead end, Lieutenant? Lieutenant. Something I'm, I, I've actually been meaning to ask, the chairs in the, the office of the station house, Richard, if you're listening to this, they look extremely uncomfortable. There's no real... The backs are just vertical slabs of metal, very thin. They look so uncomfortable. Were they, uh, were they hard to sit on? Did you remember at all? After re-examining... Tell me about the chairs, Richard. found this embedded in its skull. It's a silicone chip. Go to the top of the class, Officer Haldane. Best guess it's some sort of neural implant. So Brogan and Haldane are now checking in with... Uh, this is, of course, the pre-Carson days of the show, so we have this um, generic, deep-voiced Tarn Forensic who just did all the science-y type things. He's been investigating the bottle of Aladine 50... Uh, the um, supposed Creon fever 
uh, immunity thingy that was um, being injected into the dogs. Beta spectrum. I got a result. Look. And it bubbles if you put it under a beta rays. No, I'm not sending Sophie away. Oh, Sophie is so sweet. She looks. Um, I know she's a, a, a trained like. What a Genghis you, name. What a Genghis name. Oh, shut like up. Headbanger. Because her name's Sophie. Yeah, Sophie looks. Um, Sophie. I know she's a she's a, like a trained TV and film acting dog, but she um, she doesn't always look like she's got much going on up, up upstairs. If you know what I mean, she's very uh, very vacant eyed. And I've known several dogs like that who are usually the most um, the most loyal you could ever meet. Sophie, shake hands. Shake hands, Sophie. Oh, she doesn't okay, want to shake hands. She okay. just wants to stand there. Early because Liz has a surprise. What kind of surprise? Well, if she's written another poem, because I I don't need to come home if she's done that. Broken. They are the Omira. They will destroy this whole civilization unless I stop them first. So Vashel is, uh, I think, now going to just uh, take matters into his own hands. If uh, Brogan and Co. won't help him, he's going to break into Demeter Dogs on his own. Wearing a rather futuristic, I guess it's meant to be a, a headlamp thingy. Yeah. Oh, it even beeps when you turn it on. How futuristic. Oh, and all the doggies are still in the office. That's actually, um... That's actually rather cruel. They've not got much, much space, those doggies. One doggie. Two doggie. Three doggie. Oh, doggy. Oh, I, I like doggies. Oh, so, um, Rachel's going to access the uh, Demeter Dogs computer, which uses floppy disks. Ah, oh, and luckily he's brought along a spare floppy disk to download the computer system. Because if you're going to go up against a, an evil interplanetary alien armada, you've got to have a floppy disk or two to hand. The computer screen even uses the same exact symbol that we were using for floppy disks back in the day. Oh! You're a long way from home, my old red friend. That was a fairly dramatic leap over the table from Slam there. You are mad and destroyed it! Exactly how much do you know of our plan here? Well, not much, because floppy disks have a very limited memory. Has anyone who will ever use one or, or maybe remember? Once our dog is activated, no one in the broken house will be sounding any alarm bells. He's wearing a wire! Three! Yay, the cavalry's here. Uh. Broken shot slan. Say goodbye to your family, Lieutenant. But too late to stop him from pressing the button. Oh. And now here we go, Sophie. Is uh, is taken over on camera duties. Not going to trust the cameraman again. He's uh, he's been too badly behaved this episode. And of course, rather than but because she's a, a regular character, rather than just going straight to tearing her throat out like uh, happened with Styles and Ingram, um, Liz can just sort of carry on. 
her business without being too um, too bothered by Sophie. <gasps> and Sophie is now also a puppet. Oh dear. That puppet. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Give us a full close-up on that. Hold on that shot. It looks really, really good. No answer. Maybe they're out. So Matt's not there. Um, Sally's in the shower, but Liz is being pursued by... Oh... By this... It, we're, we're in full-on attack of the killer hand puppets here, I think, at this point. You know, the only reasonable course of action is to bring in uh, Ralph the dog to to negotiate, to talk Sophie down. Woof, woof! <laughs> yeah, bark, bark! Anyway, Broken has now smashed the remote. We've landed at uh, Suburb Delta. Where's the dog? Where's Liz, I think? I... I got a surprise for you. Her name's Sophie. So for some reason, Sophie didn't kill Liz. kind of funny earlier, but she's fine now. What's the matter with you? Even though... She was under the influence of the remote for longer than the other two dogs. Everything's fine. And the remote was actually getting increasingly closer to Sophie, so the signal should have been even stronger. But, no, this is okay. And speaking of things that are uh, oddly convenient... You've captured all of the O'Maran spies. Yep. Yeah, most of them. Just like the that. On the run. And there'll be no invasion. At least on this planet. Not on any planet, but somehow we've we've captured all of the agents. Planets found them lying low in the Straits of Nebulon. The Omerans are gone for good. Oh, right. The invasion fleet has been destroyed off-screen. Thank you. And their agents have um have all been rounded up thanks to the awesome power of the floppy disk. So where are you headed off to now? Home to Nevin Three to rebuild what the Omerans have destroyed. Well. Good luck to you. So all the O'Meran spies accounts to like uh, a dozen, 18 people at most. I, I don't know, I, somehow this is um, not quite as uh, epic as you made it sound. Did we make it? Yeah, just in time. <sighs> now we get our sad ending. And how come we have to send her back to Earth? Honey, all the dogs have to go back. If they don't, they'll catch Creon fever and die. We can't wait any longer. And the handler who's taking Sophie Hi, back sir. to Earth looks suspiciously like the uh, town lady um, Styles at the start of the episode in another wig. I can't believe it is. It must just be a very similar head. Come on, Sophie. Come Aww. on. Good girl. But Sophie is going. She fi Liz finally got her to shake hands. Sophie. Had a girl. Now we're watching her go off in the night. Oh no, the doggy was crying. Sophie's a stupid name for a doggy. Everyone was crying. Oh. Brogan's comforting his daughter. Probably uh, knowing that at any moment she's gonna write another poem about how she feels. Anyway, that was Seek and Destroy. <sighs> um, yes, well, potentially a very a very strong, uh, if not epic, idea of uh, this uh, alien invasion force could potentially have um, been a two-parter, but unfortunately, it was just like, uh, no, no, we're not gonna, we're not gonna really focus on that. We're gonna put every, all the focus onto the the dog um, business. That's that's the key to invading Altor, and unfortunately, 
dog attack puppets in a family show of the mid-90s. Yeah, I can... I can understand why they would have um, been keen to censor and re-edit and cut this one a lot, but to be honest, I would love to see what was actually cut, because, as I said, to be honest, I can't imagine that it was uh, any more impressive than many of the scenes that were actually left in this one. Hmm.